Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. Today, I have yet another guest, a very exciting guest. Today, I have Dee Fretter from the Good News community and from TikTok and a bunch of other really creative places doing a lot of different stuff. So how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. How um, how do you think, and yes, I have to start with this, how do you think being on TikTok affects how you present yourself on other platforms. Um, and I promise a, there's a reason I'm asking this. That's a great question. Um, so <clears throat> me being on TikTok really doesn't change how I come across on other platforms. Uh, personally, I just try to be the most authentic I can be on all my platforms, but certain platforms are meant for different things. Fair. It's like TikTok's the silly one, Twitter's the bad day one, Instagram's the I'm a poet one. Okay. Um, so the reason I ask, and I'm giving audience some context here as well, is that you're probably the first person on the podcast who does really well on a lot of platforms and TikTok being one of them. Um, and also TikTok being one that the podcast forced me onto. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start with that. <laughs> So it may not necessarily, you know, change how you use the platforms or how you view other platforms. Do you think it it views how you like how you decide where to put things or which audiences to share with? Yeah, again, going back to that concept of like different rooms or whatever. So TikTok is kind of where I will be my least creative self if that makes sense so it is just like oh these are my opinions on something or this is something i thought was funny to do and that's kind of what that space is for so some like there's a lot of prompts that you can use like answer a question blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and then instagram is more like i've been trying to like make a creative page for myself for years and still trying to figure that out so that one is maybe a little bit more serious or a little bit more like curated with like poetry posts and stuff like that. Okay. And I don't know how you define success, um, but maybe it would be good to start with that before leading into the next question. How, how do you define success in terms of your art and or your platforms? Honestly, um, I struggle with my definition of success because by other people's definitions of success, I'm not very successful at all. Um, but 
personally, I think I put out, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I put out a lot of stuff in hopes that when I'm feeling down, I put out something that says, I'm feeling down. Someone out in the void's like, oh, me too. And we're connected. And then if I'm feeling good, I want to share something that's funny or some poem that is meant to encourage someone in the void shouts back, hey, this helped. I'm like, oh, sweet, and we're connected. Um, and in that sense, I feel very successful because okay. I've had a lot of meaningful connections with my audience, and I feel like I'm using my creativity to make the world, maybe not the world, but somebody's life just a little bit less bad that day. I get that. I get that. Um, so that being said, I think by my definition and by your definition, you you are successful on all of these platforms. Is that something that's hard to juggle for you or does it just sort of happen because of the things you want to create? I don't think, I don't find it hard. Sometimes the pressure can be a bit much. Like if I put out a video on TikTok that does particularly well and I get a lot of people being like, oh, this is very funny and it really helped me get through a day or like, oh, this thing you said was really encouraging and I appreciate this insight. Then I'm like, okay, well, how do I follow that up? And then I freak out. And then my wife's like, calm down, dude. Like, you're fine. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. But most of the time, I never know what's going to hit or what's going to work or what's going to make people feel good. And I just kind of put it out, cast a wide net. Maybe I catch some fish. Maybe I don't. Um, and so, yeah, I guess it, it does happen. But when it happens, I freak out. So then that actually leads really well into my next question. Um, when you're you're creating work, I know you do music. I know you do poetry. I know you dabbled in comedy. I don't know if you still do. Um, do you do you do the same thing? Like when you have a really successful piece or show or I don't know what it's called in comedy. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> uh, well, I don't do comedy anymore. Um, for some mental health reasons, I'm just not able to do uh, stand up anymore. That's called a set or a show. Sorry, um, I just yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. But whenever like a, a a poetry piece or a song or a performance goes really well, I think that I find a lot of joy in just the in the getting to do performing. Okay. And so when it goes well, it's the same sort of rush of like when you win the the big game in football or basketball or something like that okay like oh that that felt amazing it's so great kind of thing so that again brings me really well into the next question do you create for yourself and then choose to share or do you create with an audience in mind or with a performance so i create to express myself and to articulate what i'm feeling whether it's something positive or negative and then the sharing is an offering of like, well, this is this thing I made. Make of it what you will. And if you like it, then we have established a sort of connection, a sort of relationship with each other. No matter how shallow that is, it's still good because art's meant to bring us all together. Okay. Um, I really, really appreciate that answer. And I thank you for sharing it with us. Um, I'm going to steal a question from your podcast that you asked me earlier, um, but I'm going to slightly change it. When you are, oh goodness, now I've forgotten how you asked it so I can ask mine. 
Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> okay, we will come back to that, I guess. Okay. Great. When you are choosing to share your hobbies, um, be it, oh, there it is. When you're choosing to share your hobbies, are there hobbies that you don't share with the world? Yeah. So I like to cook a lot and I do not share, like, I don't post about food. I don't do like a food blog or anything. I like to bake because it's good for like coping with anxiety and stuff like that. And I, um, it's funny you say that, um, NaNoWriMo, uh, national novel writing month is coming up scarily soon. And I had to think of new ways to step away from writing. And so baking is my go-to this year. I have no idea how it's going to work, but we're going to try it. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Um, yeah. So that, that's, those are my main hobbies. Like I, I, I fuck around with recipes and stuff. Oh, sorry. Can we swear on this podcast? You can. It's fine. Cool. Yeah. I fuck around with recipes and uh, I, you know, I work out and I, I don't turn any of my social media pages into like this is what I'm doing with yoga this is what I'm doing with weightlifting this is how far I ran I keep all that stuff like for me okay I think that kind of like you said it's good to have those hobbies that are just for yourself um and I also think that it's good that you know which ones you're you're actually interested in sharing or why you're sharing them and I think that that's something you seem to have down based on all your answers yeah, trial and error. I'm older than I look, so I've just had a long time to figure out what works for me. That shouldn't have made me laugh as much as it did. Um, I'm sorry, but I... It's all good. You know, personally, and, and feel free to elaborate on this if you want. Personally, I don't think age is the factor that people give it credit for because so many of us can spend hours squandering away on social media or can spend, you know, time actually doing things. And that doesn't, your age doesn't necessarily reflect those choices. Yeah. Like, um, I do some poetry and lyric writing coaching and some of my, one of my students in particular is 14 and they are so much wiser than most 32 year olds I know. See, my point has been proven. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was just making a joke about my age before. Yeah, but it's something that comes up a lot in, in how, at least it, I've noticed it in your podcast. I don't know if I've noticed it on your other platforms as much, but it's something that you, you point out quite frequently or other guests point out. And I just, I wanted to take a second to. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know how relevant this is to the to your podcast, but I will say that I just make jokes about my age because I think it's really dumb to focus on how on getting older. Okay. And so it's it's like an inside joke with myself or like satire that only I'm gonna understand that a lot of my friends who are older than I am make jokes about being old or they complain about like how they're middle aged or something. And I always think that's really dumb because it's okay. like so, um, or like, no, you're not. <laughs> so I make jokes because in my head, it's like, this is something that I won't say their name, but this is what so-and-so would say. And isn't it silly that that's a worry that somebody would have? That's so silly. Excellent. And I think that actually leads me into today's sponsor. So if you're okay, we'll pause here and come back to the conversation in just a moment. Okay. Hi, I'm Ian Quiet. 
you should follow me on Patreon, Spotify, and YouTube because I'm making music, music videos, poetry, and more. Thank you. Fun fact, I listen to Learning to Fly because it keeps me connected to the creative community of contemporary writers. Also check out my band, Quiet Etc. if you're a fan of chiptune, 8-bit pop, nerdcore, indie rock, and more. Stop frantically searching the internet. We're here to talk about My Noise 2, the new book from Ash Raymond James. It is like a takeoff in space, all about his life. It is going to inspire you. It's going to make your heart and your mind like fall in love again. It's going to redefine gravity. It's My Noise 2. Get up and start dancing. It's time. It's My Noise 2. So as we come back, um, we didn't really make space for whatever is new or near and dear to your heart in terms of art. Do you want to talk about some music or do you want to talk about some poetry or about like if there's a difference in creating one or the other? Lots of options. (laughs) Lots of options. Um, Well, on November 1st, I'm dropping a new single, which is like a new version of my last song, Moonlight in Barcelona. Okay. Um, and it's a collaboration with one of my favorite artists, Cassandra May. She produced the whole track and she's incredible. And we got my, one of my very best friends in the whole wide world on it as well. Her name's Alexis Lynn. I love her so much. And she was kind enough to drop a new second verse. So that's it. Depending on when this comes out, it's either coming out real soon or it's out now. Um, love that's that. Super exciting. And it should be coming out soon if I did cool. my math right. Right on. Cool. Great. Um, And then I guess the difference between writing poems and writing songs is that poems are a lot more, for me, a lot more cathartic to write and a lot more free in, like, because I write free verse poetry. If there's a structure, it is set by me and it can change halfway through the poem. Okay, Something like that. So the meter can change, the speed can change. Um, and I can talk about things that make for really bad pop songs. Okay. You even do some really dramatic tone changes in some of your poems. Not, not a whole lot, but occasionally, and it's very well done in poetry, but I can see how that wouldn't necessarily work with music. (laughs) Yeah. Like my poem about the Ninja Turtles, that would have made a terrible song. Okay. I have to ask, and and please don't be mad, but what is the obsession with the Ninja Turtles and the Ninja Turtle poetry thing? And like, (laughs) what's going on there? Oh, it's great. So, um, so when I was five years old, my mom and my sister had to go away for like the weekend. And it's just me and my dad. My dad does not know how to relate to me and he does not know how to take care of children. So he found out that there was an event at this old, like a movie theater that's like $3 per ticket and they play like whatever. They're beholden to no one. There's just movies happen here. Yes. Okay. So there's this event and they were showing all three of the 1990s Ninja Turtle movies. And he was like, oh, talking animals. Okay. And so he's like, we're going to the movies. And I'd never really gone to the movies with just my dad. And he just sat me down. Gave me a large popcorn and a large root beer, which you shouldn't do. <laughs> and and then my life was over. And that was just, that's who I became. 
Um, and then in therapy recently, I was talking about this obsession with the Ninja Turtles and my therapist pointed out like, well, that makes sense. It's an adoption story and you're adopted. Interesting. You know, I don't know a whole lot about Ninja Turtles at all. I just know that they're named after artists and that's the extent of where I go. Um, so that's really interesting. Yeah. So I think it's, it comes down to like, I'm black and queer um, I've never looked like anybody in my immediate family or my community and I'm adopted. So I think these things just always stood out to me, uh, or like I never felt like I resonated with anyone. And then I saw these characters who were very fun and very upbeat who had, I had something in common with. Gotcha. And yeah. And that's pretty much it. Um, so I think that's amazing. And I think that answers some questions while opening up new questions that I will go explore later. Um, but now is the space on the podcast where we have two more options. You can either shout out something near and dear to your heart and take a second to, to talk about it. Or I can ask you one random question and you can tell us where to find you and we close out. Ooh. Oh man. Shout out something near and dear to my heart. Um, yeah, I'm going to shout out something near and dear to my heart. Fantastic. What is it? Uh, it's the Infatuated Podcast hosted by Emily Fletcher and Rebecca Baird. They review, or not even review, but they talk about books that they really enjoy and lots of pop culture, music, movies, and all sorts of And occasionally of day-to-day pandemic life. Those yeah. episodes made my day. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Check it out. <laughs> the Infatuated Podcast is amazing. And yeah. also hosted by Good News uh, Circle. Yeah, a member of the like, Good News crew. Yeah, that thing. They're, we're all in the same general vicinity of the internet, uh, but we have very different takes on the internet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I love that podcast. They've gotten me through some really, really tough weeks at work. And I like... I I've gone into some financial troubles because of all the books they suggest, but it's great. Love it. And um, yeah, I love that podcast. So everyone should go check it out when they're done listening to this podcast. And I'll leave a link to it. And then D also has a podcast. Do you want to talk about that for a quick second? Yes, I do. Um, so I host a podcast. So I host a podcast called the don't fret podcast. Because one of my favorite things to do is sit down with fellow creatives or entrepreneurial types and talk about what they do, why they do it, and what they enjoy about doing it and get a little bit more sense of who they are. And I just, I just really like to have conversations with interesting people. And I thought I'd record some and share it with other people um, because podcasts make me feel a little less lonely sometimes. <laughs> and I thought, hey, there can be more of that, right? I absolutely hear you on the podcast, Less Lonely Comment. Um, most people know by now I started this one in the pandemic and, and very much agree. Um, where else can we find you? Where else can we support you? How do we do so? Okay. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at underscore D Fretter, F-R-E-T-T-E-R. Um, and on TikTok, it's just D Fretter. There's no underscore. And you can find me on patreon.com slash D Fretter if you want to support me. And uh, like I've got bonus episodes of my podcast. You and absolutely should. It's it's amazing when he remembers, but you should still do it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's amazing when I remember. And I uh, 
Yeah, I like to go a little bit more personal in my bonus episodes and try to open up the space for other people to just kind of feel a little less ashamed of their struggles or what they're going through and just trying to establish a connection with like a deeper audience. And yeah, that's that'd be a great way to support me. Also, you could just like follow me on Spotify with my music or my podcast. That's cool. And I can't think of anything else. So I'll just stop talking. Fantastic. And there will be links to all of that in the episode description, as well as shout outs, because you know how the Sincerely Blue Jay community works. Um, thank you so very much for your time. Thank you for chatting with us. And of course, thank you to everyone who tuned in to today's episode of the Learning to Fly podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more who knows what. See you then. Thank you.